This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Rachel Turner, and this week we are talking about how do you get your kids to talk about God, like actually engage in a conversation with us about it. Uh, We are answering a question about uh, what do we do when our kid gets really squirrely physically during prayer, particularly when other people are praying and it can get distracting. Should we discipline them? Should we not? Uh, For our wild card section today, uh, my colleague Becky is interviewing a recent teenager. Is that a... (laughs) Is that a way to say it? Is someone she's she's no longer a teenager. Her name is Rosie, and she is reflecting on her, I guess her her faith journey and how her family and church inputted into that. And it's just a really great chance for us to to listen to someone who has recently um, gone through this experience of being parented and and helped in finding her path with God, and we can learn from that. And of course always there'll be a question to start an interesting conversation with your kid but first um parenting for faith is all about helping kids on their journey and we have all these tools as parents that we can use to help them on their path of faith on them finding their own way of walking with god and so we create windows into our lives um, so that our kids can see what it looks like and an authentic life with God looks like. We encourage other people to be in our kids' lives so that they can see what lots of people's life with God, you know, really authentically looks like. We frame for our kids, you know, what is happening in the world and how to see God in it and how to see scripture. We help unwind those wrong views of God that they get, that everybody gets when you're trying to put together life and we walk alongside them and help them see God better. We help them develop their own uh, conversations with God in the way that looks authentic to them through chatting and catching. And uh, we surf the waves of whatever's coming up. You know, we as, as parents, we can do that proactive walking alongside our kids. But Many people have asked, well, how do you actually, you know, like start the conversation? Because there's lots of these tools that we can use to weave in God in our daily lives, some of which is a conversation and some of which isn't. But sometimes we just feel like we want to invite our children into something that is a conversation. And while all of those tools, you know, creating windows invites conversation and framing invites conversation and unwinding does, and there there is a sort of technique, I guess, that can be used through all the tools and all of life that I just wanted to highlight to us uh, because I think I reference it lots of times, but I don't think I've ever really talked about it. And so I just wanted to highlight, sometimes you'll hear me say this uh, in many different answers to things, and it's, it's I wonder questions. I wonder questions can be a great way, whether you're using it to create a window into your life, whether you're using it to frame something, using an I wonder question can be a really great invitation into a conversation, no matter what tool you're using at the time. Uh, What can happen sometimes is we want to have a conversation with our kids where we know all the answers. It can be a 
<laughs> default thing that we do. We want to say, okay, let's talk about, um, you know, let's talk about not being in the world. Uh, yeah, but let's talk about being in the world, but not of the world. And then we, we want to have a conversation about that topic where we know what we want to say. And we want our kid to engage with listening to the thing that we want to teach them. And I find that those conversations often don't go very well because kids can smell an agenda a mile away and are like, oh, now you're just teaching me these things and I'm, I'm not up for it. And, and that can be why we feel awkward. We have these things that we want to say to our kids and it can create a not very fruitful conversation. Some of us are great at that. Bless you if you are. Uh, but for those of you who think that that would be an awkward thing, uh, having an I wonder approach can be a really great invitation into a conversation because then you're not saying in your heart, I want to teach you this. You're inviting your kid to walk alongside you in an exploration of an idea which is a lot less pressure for our kids. It's a lot less pressure for us and it opens it up. This I wonder um, invites a side-by-side non-judgmental exploration of an idea because you're implying in an I wonder question that you're in the midst of the process, that you're thinking about it and you invite your kid to think about it too. So for instance, An I wonder question about the Bible would be, I wonder why God let Jonah walk away in the first place. You know that story of of Jonah when God asked him to do something and then Jonah was like, nope, and then ran away and then got on a boat and God God let him get pretty far before he intervened. I, I wonder why God just didn't continue to have an argument with him or not let him leave the room. I don't know. I wonder why God let him have all that lead time. Now that's an I wonder question that you may have some thoughts on, but you may not have some thoughts on. And it invites, it invites a conversation because you're not trying to get to a solution. You're trying to explore an idea and people of all ages, whether they're four, whether they're 16 or whether they're 25, I love, I wonder questions at home groups. Uh, it just invites a, a chewing over of scripture together. You know, you could just do I wonder questions directly about the Bible. I, I wonder why God promised Abraham things, even though Abraham would never see for sure that it all came true. Like, why would God promise Abraham things that he would never see the complete fruition of? I wonder why he did that. Or I wonder what God was feeling at this particular point in scripture as you read the Bible to, to say, well, I wonder why God did that. I wonder why God felt that. I, I wonder why this happened. This, this, I wonder why it invites such interesting conversations without kids thinking, mm, you're just asking this question because you know the answer. So a really good I wonder question means you can't, <laughs> you can't then give a right answer to it. So if, if we're wanting to teach our kids how to be, you know, in the world, but not of the world, to ask a, I wonder what we should do when the world tells us to disobey God, but we know the Bible says that we shouldn't. I wonder what we should do then. That would be a terrible way of asking. And I wonder because you're setting it up for a, an absolute right answer. A good I wonder question is why didn't God just tell us to go hide from the world? Why does he say that we have to be in it? Um, you're, you're asking these 
intriguing questions that are open for, for an answer. You can ask lifestyle I wonder questions like um, this you know, within a creating windows scenario where you're talking about your, your situation to say, you know, I find myself in this situation and I'm wondering about what to do on this hand. I could do this on this hand. I find scripture. I, I'm really still chewing over. I, I wonder what, what would you do in my situation? This, I wonder of inviting kids into your life, whether uh, you do that or whether you're pausing TV and you can frame for your kids something within an, I wonder like, Pause a, a show that you're watching and say, I wonder what would happen if someone, just one person, did something different in this scenario. I wonder what would happen there. And to have a really interesting conversation about whether, you know, that bullying was stoppable or whether that one person could make a difference. Just wonder. Or uh, you can do hypotheticals. I wonder if Jesus went to that school. Um, I wonder what he would have done in that situation. All of these just wonders about lifestyle and choices you can wonder about. But then also, if you're trying to get your kid to talk about life and situations that I wonder what you are feeling can be a really helpful tool as well. Um, when your kid is, is dealing with a friendship situation, your kid is dealing with school stress to say, you know, I wonder... I wonder how you would feel if I could snap my fingers and all exams would go away. I wonder how you would feel. Or I wonder what would have happened had, um, you know, so sometimes kids, you know, feel like, oh, if I've, I'm so stressed because I need to do this right because otherwise, and they have this not sure what would happen otherwise. Uh, and so to say, I wonder what it would have happened had you failed your exam. What, what was the worst thing that you think would have happened? I wonder what that big fear is. And to have those conversations, I have those conversations loads with a lot of older children and teenagers of just, I, I wonder, I wonder what's at the heart of what you're afraid of, you know, that sort of, I wonder what would happen if it hadn't gone like that. What, what would have happened had it been your nightmare version? And to just wonder, this wondering invites conversations. And so I just would encourage you as you're exploring faith, as you're creating windows and framing and unwinding and helping them chat and catch and surfing the waves to use that technique of I wonder to invite conversation about something that can really open up something beautiful in talking to your kids. We love answering your questions, and a little bit ago, I was running a Parenting for Faith course, and uh, they asked me lots of questions in that course, and so uh, we thought we'd uh, share the recordings of those question and answers, because we did it on Zoom, and we can record it. So this question, excellent question, is uh, this, do you encourage kids to be still or quiet while others pray? We pray lots as a family, but my five-year-old gets ants in his pants and chats and wriggles. How much of that is just being five and how much of it is being important to instill respect for other people's faith walks? This was my answer. Um, my boundary for kids is you don't have to stay still, but you do have to not distract other people from their time with God. So if you want to wiggle, absolutely fine. But if it makes somebody else open their eyes, then you're just not wiggling. What you're doing is you're taking somebody else away from their special time with God. So uh, what are ways that you can wiggle and ways that means that you don't distract other people? And sometimes it's just practicing. Uh, and sometimes it's about stretching. And sometimes it's about giving them a starting space. So we're all going to lay down um, and everyone's going to spend time praying. And what I'd like you to do is take 20 deep breaths. And as you breathe in, 
you go, yes, God, I love you. And as you breathe out, you go, I don't want anything inside me. That's not of you, God, or however you want to do it. Or you just tell them to take 20 deep breaths. And when they're done, they can feel free to roll onto their tummy and draw a picture or something. Sometimes it's just giving them something to do with their body. You can feel free to put your legs in the air. You can feel free not. If somebody else opens their eyes, I'm going to ask you to move your body. And so it's, it's okay to do that because this is someone's special time with God. And it can be super sad if they really need time with God and you're distracting them. That's not okay. So I, I am big on that. But I don't, that doesn't mean I need your body to be still. It means I need your body to be respectful. And I find those different things. For our wildcard section today, we have a guest. Uh, Becky interviewed Rosie, uh, someone who is recently a teen, and uh, she's reflecting on her faith journey. And I found it really valuable to just listen to the voice of someone who is in the midst of being parented, what, uh, what is helpful to her in her journey. So here is Becky and Rosie. So Rosie, you are almost not a teenager anymore. I will and I've known you since you were a bum. I stand by this. 20. <laughs> so she's going to be a teen forever. But Rosie, you've um, tell me a little bit about your journey of faith so far. So I was brought up in the church um, and I look back on sort of early videos, like I was just saying, look back on early videos with sort of very, very happy memories and... Um, and we used to go to New Wine. I also remember when mum was a youth worker, um, she would bring me along to Soul Survivor. And so again, centre attention, <laughs> all of the kids sort of looking after me. I remember watching Nanny McPhee, um, that's by the by. Um, so yeah, we did, did lots of sort of summer camps and stuff. And when I was in Pebbles, um, I said that I wanted Jesus to be my best friend. Um, and so went forward with that um, for a very, very long time. Um, growing up, we would obviously do church on Sundays. And I think more importantly than church on Sundays was lunch after church, um, because that was our time to unpack what Polly and I had learned. Uh, Polly, if she was lucky, got a couple of words in. <laughs> but I was, I was usually sort of, again, very, very inquisitive of what I was what I was saying and doing and so it was when I learned something my granddad was always very keen on me sort of not just learn like not just taking it but questioning it you have to question everything you know that's the only way you're going to develop so I would question just about everything um and so I would feed back and and it would become a conversation so that that was a really really important time for me to develop what I now know is like my moral compass and my sense of right and wrong and, and most importantly my 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 faith my relationship with God and you know mum and dad led by example and I strived to have this this relationship that they and this love and faith that they had in in Jesus and so that was something that I definitely wanted to mimic when I was younger but I I think when it really became my faith um was it was the day before Polly's birthday and it was when we met Fred um and I remember watching him talk with just this complete hope and grace that I just instantly recognized as Jesus like that was that was Jesus through 
through Fred and and I got home and I wept I just collapsed at the front door um and just absolutely broke down and we sat on the steps and I said you know I know that I invited Jesus to be my best friend when I was younger but this is this is the real deal this is like this is what a relationship with God is this is you know it's practical and it's pragmatic and it's it's it was just really real and I was he was just an amazing man um so I sort of did everything I could to practice my faith and and for me you know I've never been great at the sort of <laughs> cracking down and reading the bible um and I remember you know at youth groups at certain points people would be like what's your favorite verse and I you know I'm dyslexic so I, I instantly panic and I'm like oh is that is that the bible or is that something I heard on tv like I just couldn't remember um but for me my faith was what's what was really personal to me was that relationship that I had with God you know I felt supported and and loved and looked over and held and and so going forward I always sort of aims to develop that you know I it's all well and good having all of the knowledge of the bible and I think that is quite important as I've as as I've sort of especially in the last couple of years that's been very important to me but early years setting those foundations it was it's it was and is a relationship with God and that's what I continue to to put my to put my efforts in and to love in, but it's in not always easy it's not always easy and I know you, you haven't had you know you've had a health challenge and you've had you know a bit of church conflict and you've just mm-hmm. been a teenager in school you know so yeah. what's helped you keep your faith and grow your faith as a teenager as I say Sunday lunch um and it's not even just Sunday lunch it's just like every every dinner time having conversations with my parents being given a safe space to question everything um I'm really interested in you know other philosophy and religion as well like as in I studied it um at a level and so getting the chance to question you know bits of that faith the other faiths that I I look at and think oh that's that's interesting what's the sort of equivalent that we have what's you know and then sort of yeah that's that so as safe space to question everything has been hugely important um summer camps like new wine and soul survivor um hugely important I remember sort of describing it as um you know an extra log that sort of keeps the fire burning for the rest of the year because it is I mean I always come away energized and and are just so excited for the year and because you know it does it ebbs and flows it's it's difficult in those sort of winter periods quite literally where you're you know having to to you know it sometimes feels like you're putting in overtime and it's it's never that of course it's never that but um no so summer summer camps and just getting a chance to love Jesus with a bunch of other kids in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere has always been hugely helpful because you found that hard didn't you at school oh yeah I never forget when you were at primary school being really excited to come home and tell us that you'd found another family that were Christians another child that was a Christian and you said there's only two of us there's only two of us I still am like my I've recently started a course and and 
I made a friend and I was like this friend is just really amazing and um it was only recently that we had the conversation that both of us you know Christians and and I was just like we pray together now like we we pray before auditions and it's just so lovely to have companionship so having you know having that with anybody I mean your Hannah she's always been there with a helping hand and advice on how to how to crack it and it's not easy but I think comprehensive school you really the challenges the challenges are where you know when you overcome them that's what makes it worthwhile that's where you really see God in those moments you see God working you know in those in those really challenging moments And a question to start an interesting conversation with your kid is this. We'll try and I wonder for today. (laughs) I wonder what your body likes to do when you're connecting with God best. And you may need to explore that. You know, for instance, for me, I find that uh, movement and and looking at things helps me connect with God. I like, you know, sitting someplace, whether I'm in nature or whether I'm getting on with dishes or something, I tend to like to fiddle and I like to be in movement when I'm connecting with God. And that helps me not only chat to him, but but catch what he's saying to me best. But I know some people who really love finding quiet, peaceful places where they still their whole body to connect with God. I wonder what your body likes to do um, in the way that you connect with God best. Have a good conversation. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.